Good evening, everybody. It's time for the Everybody Counts podcast, where everybody's opinion counts or nobody's opinion counts. And we are so excited. Guys, Jay's here. Pete's here. (laughs) Hello. It has arrived. It's finally here. It's been here for several days now. So, I know. Yeah. Like, geez, it only took 48 years. Man. <laughs> so and so many people, together. so many people have watched all the way through yet, and I can't blame them. I can't blame them. It's it's very addictive. And if I wasn't writing my recaps for FanFest or or trying to go weekly with the podcast, boy, I'd, I'm sure I'd be done right now too. So. Yeah, it's a first for me. I've only watched one. I've only watched wow. one we're talking about tonight. And I'm trying really hard to be good and not watch them all. But, I mean, we'll see how long that lasts with these podcasts. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to, to do it. We'll see what happens. Did you Slackers. want to weigh in, Pete? Did you want to weigh in on where you are? Slackers, slackers. Well, I, I didn't watch it the first night like normal. I normally would just stay up 13 hours straight and just watch it from whenever it premiered. But uh, <laughs> what happened was I got caught up doing some other things, and then this weekend I had a mini road trip, and Amazon has a feature. I don't know if you guys know about it, that Netflix also has, but Amazon has it too, and it's really good. You can download um, Prime Video onto your yeah. device while you're home with your Wi-Fi. Then if you go on a road trip or anywhere where there's no Wi-Fi, you can watch those programs. So if you're on a bus or a train and you don't have that connection, you can still watch your show. So hats off to Amazon for that. I was able to watch like the first three episodes. And well um, done. when I got home after watching the first three, I, I couldn't I couldn't resist and I had to finish it up. <laughs> however, however, I was tired and I was doing a lot of things and multitasking. So... When we, you know, when I rewatched this episode two or three times for this podcast, I learned a lot more than I did during the first watch through. So <laughs> it's going to be, I'm still going to be very intuitive about this. Very good. Very good. Yeah, that is a great feature uh, from Amazon. That does, that does help a lot when people are traveling and things. So, and you know, we're not slackers, Pete. It's called discipline, right, Jay? <laughs> uh, discipline. Well, it is called discipline, but it might be a little <laughs> knuckleheadedness too, just trying to do the right thing. Dang it. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump right into episode one. We're going to um, kind of just do a brief recap, and then we're going to hit in the interrogation room. We're going to talk about persons of interest. We're going to go through our evidence locker, and then we have a debrief from Chief Irving via so actor Lance Reddick. And then we've also we've got a tip line on the podcast. Did you guys know that? A tip line. We have a tip line. Bosch nine one one. Not quite, oh. but uh, Bosch at so many shows dot com. You can write in, email us with your comments, your questions, things you want us to talk about on the podcast. Uh, yeah, let us know. The tip line, Bosch at so many shows.com. So we'll, um, we'll hit that at the end and see who had something to say. So I'll start us off, and then you guys just jump in. You know, we start out episode one. Bosch is trying to uh, do a little surveillance and get some get close to Bradley Walker, who's at a fundraiser type thing for um, affordable housing. He runs, he first, he crashes the fundraiser. You know, he wasn't really invited, but he wants to get some FaceTime with Walker and maybe get some, some Intel. So who does he spy? He spies the name tag of Phil Gentry, who happens to be one of the parents, fellow parents at um, Maddie's school. Uh, he he cropped up in season three, and when you see him on screen, then I they and I immediately recognized the name. I knew it sounded familiar. So yeah, he's crashing the party with somebody else's name tag. He ends up running into Phil Gentry, who talks about someone stealing his spot, which is pretty funny because Bosch is right there, the one who did it. Um, so he gets a little bit of time with Walker. You know, it's it's kind of cold, you know, and. Uh, not not all smiles and friendly because of course why he thinks that Bradley Walker did what anybody he's the real culprit behind his mother's murder yeah that's the latest that that I um, know on Bosch's radar okay so but he gets interrupted um, and gets a call from Chief Irving and there's been a 187 and that's not a, not a good code not a good code no it's not um, Howard Elias 
has been murdered on Angel's flight. And uh, so Bosch is called to the scene right away. Now, does anybody want to talk a little bit about Howard himself when we saw him in the um, in the beginning of the episode? What a what a suave guy, man! Practicing his 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 opening monologue for this case Mm -hmm. that's going on, and boy, is he really working it there in his office at first? In the first second, while he's going through his speech and all the facial movements to go along with it, I'm like, he doesn't look like he's in court, but he could be in court. But then, of course, it pans back a little bit, right? And you see, he is definitely practicing this speech over and over again because well obviously he's got to make it perfect but boy he uh a definite master of his craft for sure Mm -hmm. watching his his preparing of the monologue he's very smooth very very capable uh quite the orator i would say um so yeah he's an impressive guy but we don't we don't get to see much more of him we do see him get shot and that's pretty that's pretty disturbing i mean that's he puts his hand up you know defensively someone comes up upon him and surprises mm-hmm. him and um, and then he's down for the count and gets another bullet and uh it's 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 ugly and uh yeah so. but tracy you said that um that he we didn't see much of him but i felt what we saw of him was mm-hmm. very important as it kind of True. laid the groundwork so, you know, what could be leading up to the next, you know, the next scene. Because that's obviously yeah. the case they're talking about, and he's practicing a speech for it. Right. So, and he's the story, kind of. If you hear the story, well, you, you know, I put it with subtitles. So I'm kind of reading the story as I go along, and the story's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's 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 very intriguing. It's it's uh, not really good stuff, but uh, it's it's a captivating story, and he's a right. very captivating storyteller. And, yeah, that's it's very – you're right. He wasn't on screen that much, but – he is very charismatic, and uh, he said a lot in that brief amount of time that's going to, I think, linger throughout the story. So um, that might be a good time to talk about the case that he was working on. Does anybody want to take that up? The Black Guardian? You, you want that one, Pete? Yeah, I'll, I'll t- I mean, it, the, the, girl was, the girl was missing, and the cops you know, thought that it was you know, this guy. They had a suspect, and they, they thought 100% it was him, and they just – you know, they were racing against the clock to um, get to get the confession from this guy of where, where the mm-hmm. kid is and how to get the kids safe so they could be heroes because that's what they're supposed to be. But they took it a little bit too far, and apparently it ended up that it might not be this guy. And now they're in trouble because they shouldn't have tortured somebody, period. So, right. I mean, right. you want to tell them, yeah, you want to tell them how they, how they tortured him? That's why it's called the Black Guardian case. A number mm-hmm. two pencil in the ear, man. Holy oh. good Lord. I have to tell you, you know, before we move into the next step, if, uh-huh. if somebody did that to me, I would admit to almost anything, I think. Almost I, anything. I yes. know, right? It's just, it's horrifying. It's just, there's, 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 yeah, there's no other word. It's horrifying. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so, he's yeah, RHD is being accused of that. And they're going on trial. They're not taking a settlement. There was a big settlement offer for this client, Michael Harris. And uh, his attorney, Howard Elias, says, nope, we're going to trial. So immediately everybody's wondering, what does he know? Right. So that's, that's pretty intriguing in itself. He's, um, and they just get that word and that there's on a Friday night that they're not going to settle. And then, boom, that night before the Monday trial, um, there's a murder. So let's catch up just briefly with um, Harry's family. You know, Maddie is still living at his house, and um, she's trying real hard to get in touch with Reggie, her stepdad, and and she can't. And then someone comes on the screen and then disappears. It's just kind of weird, and she's real worried about him. Um, And Eleanor, she's she's playing cards at the casino. Um, She's... uh, and she's gambling. All this is part of being an asset for the FBI. And we see her talking mm-hmm. in one of Maddie's volleyball games with her contact, Special Agent Jay Griffin. And um, 
And uh, so it, it's kind of fun watching that scene, actually, because did you notice that the woman comes up with the water bottle? Like, she's part of it, too. Like, they're just trying to make it. They're so <laughs> yeah. good at making it look like that's where they're supposed to be at a volleyball it's game. It's just and a family just event. Parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a kick out of watching that. I thought that was pretty impressive. So um, who wants to talk about Jay Edgar? Because we see a little bit of Jay Edgar. What's up with him? That poor guy, man. Well, I mean – we see a couple of different things. Number one, he's yeah. on the mend, sort of, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. he's making his way back um, right. from his poor injury there. Yeah, he's recuperating. That's a good word. Uh, it also looks like he's on the mend in his love life as well. Yeah. Looks like right. uh, he and the wife are sort of reconciling. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't know if we're going to call it 100% official, but definitely – uh, much better than in the past. Yeah, they um, seem to be in a relationship again. They just don't, they're not ready yeah. to tell their sons about it. <laughs> so they're, um, it's a little secretive. Yeah, but you can also what see there's the, the trepidation um, mm-hmm. there too because True. of the job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's definitely on the board. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what's going to happen in the future and how will that affect this? rebuilding of the relationship um and so i think there's i mean i think it's good what's going on but i i feel that tension building yeah definitely tension mm-hmm. but did you guys notice how um their attempt to hide it failed because when jay agar walked into the room his kid was sitting on the couch and he just gave him the shh and just kept it moving <laughs> i think i missed that i didn't miss that <laughs> oh. well, <watch> um <laughs> I watched it four times. Listen, I know what color Powerade was given to Eleanor with the money, all right? That's how much I watched it. Blue Powerade wow. along with a woman box. Wow. That, that's, that's impressive. That, that's commitment, Pete. For I'm sure. ready. This season, I'm ready. I'm, I'm all in. Let's go Team J. Edgar. <laughs> I found it, as far as Jager, I found it a little hard seeing him struggling with his shoulder. I mean, yes, he is recuperating, yeah. but you could yeah. see it was really bothering him that – he wasn't, you know, 100% yet, but it, so it's clearly a tough, tough injury that's going to take some time. And it, it's just, it was hard episode not seeing him with Harry. I mean, this I know. we don't really know at this point what's going to happen with their partnership. And it, we're just so used to them being together every episode, you know. So that, that was a weird way, way to start. But um, so that kind of catches us up with Jay Edgar and with Maddie and Eleanor. Um Let's see. Oh, the oh, maybe you want to talk about this, uh, Pete. KTK, Koreatown Killer. Dun, he makes dun, an appearance. Uh, he does. Um, I was so excited when I seen him <laughs> appear because I was like, yes, they're not just going to throw him, wash him away, you know, with the sand. And then we see him like stalking a group of people riding bikes, like a crew of people, like 40 people riding bikes. And he walks through the little, um, Courtway to the other side of the street, knowing how they're going to come at the tail end, picks his prey, and clotheslines him like he's in WrestleMania off the bike yeah. and takes the bike. Now, <laughs> the question I have is, why does he need that bike so bad? Doesn't he have, like, five different bikes from last season? I, I, I know. Does, does he have a collection or what? Yeah. I got to tell you guys, the KTK has a major creep factor for me. I think because it's always almost exclusively in the dark, he's, you know <laughs> – Catching, um, you know, catching people off guard in the dark. He never really says much of anything. I think we heard him say a little bit um, last season, but he's usually silent, and it just it mm-hmm. really throws me off. It's it's that look on his face. Yeah, that, he's like, I'm gonna kill you. It's it's just <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, mm. he's the master Sharp, of that I look. Think, is the is the actor playing him? I think so. Shout out to Monty. Uh, you're doing your job, dude. Um, yeah, I don't ever want to meet him. <laughs> you're making us feel <laughs> uncomfortable for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Pete. I mean, it's a very intriguing story. So um, got to see where that, that's going to go. Absolutely. Um, so let's just, before we um, move into our interrogation room with one another, uh, let's. who wants to talk briefly about what Chief Irving, how he set up this task force who is he assigned and why and um what's our it's setup for in, moving forward it's an interesting mix um mm-hmm. I, I, obviously harry 
I mean, how do you not put Harry something on this? But luckily enough, Harry has never been, I don't know if touched is the right word, but touched by this um, attorney. Mm-hmm. So Harry's, I guess, in the clear to be on such a, a pivotal, a high-profile, sensitive case. So he's the okay. top dog. Um, yep. I thought very interesting, uh, the pair of internal affairs investigators. We didn't learn a whole lot about one of them, but we did learn that one of them, what what was it, a, a year prior, uh, wrote him up for a violation that yeah. magically disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right? Amy Snyder, Sergeant Amy Snyder, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's... That's kind of an interesting mix. Uh, yep. We have our ro- I don't rookie is probably not the right word because he's been a detective now for a little bit. Um, Pierce um, on the scene, yep. who we like, love Detective yes. Pierce mm-hmm. there, um, who is like the I'm going to call him. So again, I only watched one episode. So if he does something silly, two episodes from now, you can come <laughs> yell at me later. But he's like the the heart of gold detective, like the nice guy. I'm going to do things right. You know, like when he's messing with the briefcase. Oh, don't I need yeah. a warrant for this? No, it got right. smashed up. Oh, you're right. It got smashed up. Yeah. Um, uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Uh, Gabriella um, Lincoln oh. is, is, is the other internal affairs. Um, and then Robertson. Robertson. Partner. Yeah, Robertson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it, right? Because everybody else was just on the outside. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, at this point we have we have those five, and Harry's in charge. Imagine that, Harry's in charge. Dun, dun, dun. We don't really. Th- I don't really think of him in that that role. You know, I usually think of him as sort of. I mean, not outsider so much in a bad way, but he's just he operates right. a little differently. You know, so to see him right. in the lead. Uh, I think that's, that's why he needs to be in the lead because, good lord, he's not going to listen to somebody else. I mean, <laughs> that's true. It's it's like yeah, <laughs> pick your battles. <laughs> These poor it, I I people. Have, yeah. Go ahead, Pete. I have I, I have a little theory there also because if you remember last season, um, Bosch went to Irvin and was pressing him about opening up a special investigation for his mother because obviously with the with the fire with McCaffrey and all that. So maybe this was a good way for Irvin to put Bosch in charge. To maybe get yeah. Bosch to steer his, you know, um, focus in a different direction and not constantly going after, you know, chasing a cold case, so to speak. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Interesting. Interesting. As for the people that he put around him, I feel like those people um, probably are the ones who won't kill Bosch and will be able to, you know, work with him respectfully and not have to, work, you know, not, not trying to backdoor him, so to speak. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good point, too. All right. Well, I think it's time to enter the interrogation room. So we each have a question for 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 the others. So who wants to share their question first, and then we're going to all give our opinion. Not me. Give our I'm going to say not mine. you. Not you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you go, Jay. Uh, you know, I, this was a, a hard um, uh, subject for me because got to have. 400 different questions about this episode just because we're learning yeah. a little bit about everything. And yeah. I decided to shy away from the big part of the story with um, Bosch's case and uh, the sensitive part of it. And I'm going to switch to maybe a side story. My question okay. is poor Eleanor in this situation of really trying to get back into the good graces of the FBI. Can we yeah. really trust this guy? Is he really trustworthy? Oh. Does he really have her best interests at heart? And because she's so focused on this, because you know she's going to get wrapped up somehow into this mm-hmm. whole Bosch thing. Right. What, she told what will that, that do? Yeah. Where will her allegiances be? Um, will that? Will they? Will the FBI be there for her if needed? And really, how will it affect everything in the end? Can we trust this guy? That's my main question. Okay. Well, I will, I'll jump in with my response. Um, first of all, I certainly hope that they will. But I do have some reservations because he's always Special Agent Jay Griffin. You know, he's polite, but he's always seems to be withholding from her just a little bit, whether it's information um, or, uh, yeah, or access to something. There's always a little bit of withholding. Now, 
on the flip side of that, he did come right out and tell her that Reggie, her husband, is missing. So that's some, you know, he didn't, now he didn't tell her a whole lot about it. Maybe he was withholding something about what he knew. He says, we don't know if he just went missing, if he disappeared, or if he was disappeared. Uh, So he, you know, he didn't, either he couldn't tell her, didn't have all that information, or wasn't giving it to her. But I, but that was a, that's a pretty big bombshell. I mean, that was, that was a big piece of information. Way too nice about that. (laughs) Way too nice. You're giving that guy way too much credit because really, if he knew that Reggie was in trouble, he's not going to tell her because then she's going to abort the mission she's currently on. No, you're giving him way too much credit. Yeah. That's nice for you. So he is, so in your opinion, he is withholding with about everything. Yeah, I don't don't trust him at all. She's she's going to get screwed by him and it's going to break her down more so than she was prior to meeting him. It was okay. easier to just be blacklisted than to have the potential mm. dangled in front of her to have it yanked away later. I don't, I don't trust him. I'm watching okay. him. So I'm a maybe. Jay is a no way. Jose, what about you, Pete? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think as far as doing his job and national security, he is uh-huh. awesome at what he does. That's okay. just my opinion on it. You know, okay. because you know, you, you gotta, you gotta put a, aside emotional relationships. And focus on the bigger picture when it comes to big picture things that, re, you know, revolve around, you know, saving your country or whatever it might be. I think he's great at his job, but I think as far as, you know, can Eleanor trust him and, and, and hope that he has her back? I don't think he has her back unless it benefits him. He's one of those guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah he is. He is pretty smug. You are. You are. You reminded me of that. So, might help because okay. he's eight feet tall that you can't trust him. Like he towers <laughs> he over Eleanor. He does. <laughs> That's a good point. There is a discrepancy in height there. Okay, well, I'm going to throw my question out. Now, my yeah. question is not, okay, we, RHD is being accused in the Black Guardian case of, of torturing this suspect with the pencil. The story is horrifying. Um, they're going yeah. to trial about it. I'm not asking you if they did it. I'm asking you if in this first episode, when they're all so many people are gathered there at the Angel Spike crime scene, do they look and seem and act guilty to you? Ooh. Pete, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, but I need you. To, I need to just clarify one thing. We're talking about okay. which case? The Elias case or the no, no, the, the Black, Black Guardian. Guardian. Uh, well, so that's a good question. Yet. That's a good question because now they're looking at them for that too. Okay, well, we'll I'll I'll modify it a little bit. I'll just just say either case. Do they their behavior? Did you did you find it right. suspicious? And you know, do they look guilty to you? Are they acting guilty to you? And we're talking uh, about the cops, right? Yeah, the RHD cops. They were in the suit. Yeah, because stuff. they put the the, the 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 watch went missing along with the wallet. This way, it would look like a robbery, just in case it was one of theirs. However, the way it seems like it's playing out, I don't really get much information on if they really did the Black Guardian thing or not. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like they really. I, I don't know. It just does. To me, it it doesn't seem like they were involved in the Elias one either. Even though they had the motive, it was just too obvious the way that they they weren't nervous enough. I felt. They weren't nervous enough to get caught to get caught doing it, so I felt like it wasn't. You know what I mean? It yeah. Wasn't them. Okay. What about you, Jay? They seem more. Yeah, they seem more shocked. You know, for me, I think originally, um, I was like, "Wow, these dudes are guilty." Like we're we're all like, "Hey, it's a robbery, Harry," and oh oh, uh, wallet and stuff. It's just gone. But then I thought about it, and I'm gonna say, I don't believe that they're guilty. I don't believe that they did it. I think all the things that we saw on screen are more of a, um, like a, in case one of us did this, we want to make sure that they don't maybe necessarily get caught right away because we're glad this guy is out of, out of her life. Now that's kind of guilty mm-hmm. in a way, I guess, cause it's not a mm-hmm. good way to look at life. Um, right. But I understand their frustration with the guy and his position and things that have happened. Um, but I don't think that they're guilty of the crime itself. They're maybe guilty of making sure somebody on their side doesn't get caught for it. Um, because in the end, him being out of their hair is 
a good thing, a positive thing for them, even though it's obviously not a good thing, the way it went down. Okay. Does that make sense? Did, Am I saying that it right? It does make sense. That, that's, that's great commentary. But I just I do want to know, did they look guilty? Did you think their behavior made them seem guilty, whether you ultimately think they are or not? Did you find their behavior I, suspicious? Or do you think originally, that's who they are? yes, but after after thinking about it, I'm going to say no. I, okay. It wasn't guilt that we saw. Okay. I I, look guilty. I I just seemed odd to me that so many of them showed up. But I do, I mean, I understand that given the history with this particular, you know, attorney, that, you know, they they had a, you know, an interest in what happened. Sure. But I don't know. They They, it, they seemed, and maybe this is just part of, their camaraderie or the way they support one another. I don't know, but I couldn't tell if it was more like it seemed like they were potentially covering up for one another or if they were supporting one another. It was just, it was kind of like this uh, gang, not gang mentality, but I mean, they just, they were, they were all there sort of, it seemed like they were sort of trying to protect one another. um, Whether that be because like I said, they were being supportive or because something possibly suspicious had happened or one of them was guilty. I don't know. It, 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 it struck me as a little suspicious. I mean, the, the way, they, the, way yeah. the captain, was it Garwood, I think, kept saying, emphasizing that it was not them, you know. So, and the way they were so quick right. to say it was, you know, a robbery. And um, I don't know. It, it, it seemed a little, something seemed a little off to me, I guess. So, all right. So that leaves us with one question for the interrogation room. That's you, Pete. All right. Well, classic officer Pete, I have a five-part question. Oh, um, glory. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I, this is a big thing for me. I've been thinking about this. Um, where is Reggie? Is Reggie going to be a big part of the season? Is Reggie going to disappear this season and we're not going to see anything of Reggie at all? Is Reggie going to reappear? What's going on with Reggie? That's my biggest question watching this episode because they thought enough to bring it back into the show. But were they bringing it back into the show just so they show you, you know, they have consistency and, you know, they'll, they'll fade him away that they find that, you know, he's, he's disappeared and he's gone? Or is he going to actually come back and be part of this show? Like, is that, is that aspect of Bosch going to be created in this season? And, you know, if so, where do you guys think, what do you guys think he is? What do you guys think he's doing? You know, where's Reggie? Okay, I'll jump in on this one. Um, I think Maddie is looking at this as like a, a marital issue. You know, she's worried about her stepdad and mom's relationship. I am worried about Reggie physically. I think feel like something is up the way she hasn't been able to get in touch with them. And then that one point where someone shows up on the camera on Skype, but then, then it disconnects. Was that him or someone else? That seemed really odd to me and the fact that Jay Griffin knows he's he's gone he's missing I mean if he knows he's missing then it doesn't seem as much like a family issue it seems like there's something perhaps bigger going on so I'm nervous about the whole thing and then the way Eleanor you like what do I say poker face because I can't really tell what she's thinking she's so vague with Maddie and um so I you know is she she seems concerned but yet not totally surprised so something seems um suspicious and concerning for me with reggie so i and since it seems concerning i think it will develop into more into the season so i'm worried Mm -hmm. i'm with you i'm worried too i think something bad has happened uh and i you know it might even be like a permanent kind of bad and my worry more so is you know will he come out from this or make it from this my worry is more is how is it going to affect both Eleanor and Maddie and then in turn because they're affected how is that going to affect Harry right yeah the ripple effect right okay yeah all right well did you answer your own question Pete I don't think you did um yes I just wanted to do a brief wrap up um (laughs) I I I thought that they we're going to do something like maybe not show the Korean town killer this season. And they did. And when they did, that's what triggered this whole question in me because oh. I thought to myself, like, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe they're going to disappear. Reggie, maybe that's the expendable character who's not going to come back. And honestly, I don't know if he is. 
Okay. You know, we we, we got to watch and see, but I, I don't know if he comes back because they did say he either disappeared or just disappeared, and maybe maybe he just wasn't, you know, part of this season. Maybe they're just going to be like, yeah, Reggie's gone. I mean, maybe not. I, I don't know. I, you got to watch to find out, people. Okay. We we all I think we all sound a little doubtful about his safety. He's gonna show up next episode and be like, Dang dude, sorry we said all that about you. Glad you're okay. Didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. Okay, well let's move on into our persons of interest segment. And this is where each one of us is gonna just highlight one character that um particularly interested them in this episode. So who wants to jump in for this one? Who's your person of interest? I'll go first. I'll okay. take mine because mine's a jerk and I don't like him. So I'm going to throw <laughs> him out there first and run the bus <laughs> right over him. Okay. Uh, this will be um, uh, Mr. Walker, our, our yeah. prime suspect, oh. number one yeah. um, for uh, Bosch's mother's uh, death. I don't like this guy at all. Uh, okay. The little bits that we do see of him, uh, you know, obviously camera angles and the way the director tells him to look, he looks suspicious to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to choose him originally, but there at the end where, or towards the end where he tells Irving, I want Bosch to report directly to me or uh, yeah. give me first hand. You know, why, mm-hmm. dude? Why? Why? Because you want to torture Harry, because you want to hinder this investigation, uh, because right. you want to lead him astray. On I don't trust this guy one bit, and I really worry what he may do or how he may affect Harry and the investigation and, heck, even his own uh, psychology. What is he going to do to poor Harry? And so that worries me. He's my, he's my person of interest coming out of this episode. Okay. All right. Now, I, that's, that's, that is very interesting. That's uh, a, a good person to zone in on. I do want to emphasize just for listeners that a person of interest in this, for our purposes of the podcast, not necessarily someone we suspect of doing something wrong. Um, right. Now, could be clearly, right. clearly Jay's pick for tonight, we suspect of doing something wrong. He's the but bad we, guy. We, yeah, we may yeah. pick someone to highlight or talk about that, um, right. you know, is even one of our favorites. So I'll, I'll jump in and go next. Um, I was going to, we've already talked about her some, but I was going to talk about Eleanor and just how impressed I was with her at that casino playing with that guy. Um, I think he probably had had a too many drinks, first of all, and plus a bad <laughs> yeah. attitude. And, um, but she just, you know, she just totally held her own. She didn't seem phased at all by him, you know, good, good playing with you, you know, and he, he just couldn't get a rise out of her. And uh, so she, she shows just so much strength and she does have that poker face, not just in, like I said, not just in the game, but you know, in her work and even in private conversations with people, you can't always tell what she's thinking. So in one respect, I find this um, like a sign of strength, but on the other hand, I worry about her a little bit because, you know, mm. is she is she getting the opportunity to express her feelings? Is she withholding something that she needs to talk about with people? You know, it's so mysterious um, and such a poker face that we don't really know necessarily what she's feeling. Like if if it's in her job or for a purpose, that's great. You know, be able to mm. to hide what you're feeling. But I just worry a little bit about her. You know, her personal self <laughs> um, at this point. But um, but she's she's very intriguing, very intriguing, and I'm really excited that she's um, back in L.A. Me too. And, Me too. Uh, and got some stuff going on. She was real anxious to play that game. They were talking about the Chinese nationals or something. These these guys that they briefly mm-hmm. showed go through the casino, and she's like, "Well, just let me play and see if I find out anything." You know, she she likes what she does. She 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 wants to pursue, you know, these mysteries. And uh, and she wants to help, you know. So and she seems to be good at it. So yeah, she's a good choice. I like that choice. Yeah. All right. What about you, Pete? Who's your person of interest this week? Well, just to brush off on your guys' persons of interest real quick, um, Eleanor is hungry for the rush of the game. She wants to build the game. She wants to play against good players in competition because she thrives on that. That's what happens when you're you know you're into something, you're passionate about something. Sure. Um, she told the guy, which was hilarious. I believe she had three eights on the hand. 
and she told mm-hmm. him you overplayed a weak ace. Yeah. <laughs> she sure did. So, you know, she, she gave him the business right there. Like, you're stupid. Yeah. You played the wrong, you know, you overplayed your hand, and now you lost all your money. Wow, wow. Um, as for Jay's <laughs> guy, I think Bosch's right, um, directors and whoever, whoever creates these characters is head on on saying, we're going to make this person look like a jerk, smug, arrogant clown that you just want to punch because Walker goes straight in that category with Jay Griffin with the faces, the faces they make in reaction to certain situations. I'm just sitting there like, I don't like that guy. I got my eye on him. And that's what you're supposed to do. I assume they got it right. They got it right because my eyes, my attention are on all these guys who look suspicious and have these jerk faces. So, you know, not, not the, not the, not the actual people. So when, yeah. they, when they're in character and they're making the the faces they're supposed to make, I don't want these people to think I think they're ugly and want to punch them. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> so my person of interest, though, is going to be Howard Elias. Um, okay. Obviously, the, this, it looks like the season is going to be based on on his case now, and not mm-hmm. not, not so much the Black Guardian. Um, they they showed us a little bit of his personality, and then yeah. they showed us how important he was to to you know to the to the state and. You know, you see all mis- all different mixed reactions, but everybody showed up, and they showed up in numbers to, to see right. what's going on with this guy. So obviously he's important, and like you said, for him to turn down a settlement of four hundred and twenty, you know, four hundred twenty thousand, you got to think he does have something good, you know. And you know, will we get to find out? I hope so, and I believe so. But you know, that's that's the that's the catch. I'm a, I want to know, you know, what what is how how it Elias has passed. With the, mm-hmm. with the cops and you know why are they you know why are they so scared of him and you know why are they, why is everybody nervous that you know trying to hide the murder and make a little robbery why are they throwing a smoke screen I want to know why this guy is so important and what what his history is so mm-hmm. I can learn more about the character and invest myself yeah. in him too definitely a good choice yeah it's the dichotomy with him like you have all tons of people thinking of him kind of as an icon in the community in the city and then you have you know a bunch of other people who you know can't stand him and are either fearful of him or you know so um yeah it's it's like right down the middle it's like love or hate kind of thing uh so that that's definitely an interesting dynamic well and what did roker say did it does oh, always that the, is that guy um detective roker was his name i believe it's i think detective so yeah I think, I think he's one of the he's like if you guys. catch the guy bring him down to our priest and we'll give him a medal i know yeah yeah Ugh. yeah they must and really that's just a terrible thing guy. that's a terrible <laughs> thing to say about you know anyone um yeah i yes. mean yeah, especially the victim. I mean, it would be different if, you know, someone had been accused of something or had done something horrible. But, yeah, that was, that was yeah, that was disturbing. Um, but, yeah, it just shows the extreme, you're right, of, of how different people feel about him. All right, let's take a quick run through the evidence locker and see what kind of, um, what clues we have so far this episode. Um, we know that... Pierce was uh, being told that they want to go through the briefcase, and then that was shut down when the IA um, folks came in and said, oh, you need a warrant for that. And did you see how quickly Bosch threw Pierce under the bus? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, we need a no, warrant for that, we, buddy. we need that. Yeah, yeah. What were you thinking, <laughs> yeah, rookie, What are you doing, rookie? <laughs> so they're, they're trying. They, they're going to have to get a warrant to look through that. Um, we had the the watch and the wallet missing, but then there was a phone call saying it looked like a detective type tossed those in the trash. They were recovered by Bosch. Um, So that's another interesting piece. Uh, What other evidence cropped up already in episode one? Um, I think the, the only two things, unless I'm missing something, which then I'm going to feel really silly. Um, the the cell phone on the on the train tracks was a big one. That was a big one with the message with the text message. That on. was a big one. Um, but my big piece of evidence goes back to the very beginning, where his mm-hmm. second chair or assistant attorney. I don't I don't even know what that guy's yeah. real title yeah, was. Yeah, he wanted to be second chair in the courtroom, yeah. and he he wouldn't let him. He's like an associate attorney, so he works put, for him in his office. I put him in the evidence locker because he's angry. <laughs> he's upset. Okay. He wants more. Yeah. He's not getting it. So yeah. he's my suspect number one because of this okay. anger. 
and animosity okay. at not being able to be the second chair. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's my big piece of evidence to throw in the evidence good point. right there. And yeah, no, that, that that's a good one. Now the um the cell phone that you mentioned, do you remember what the message said that was uh, what did it say uh in, in ten minutes? Angels flight in ten. Ten minutes. Yeah, Angels Flight in ten. So someone was gonna be meeting him. So dun 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 um or, and, you know, or somebody or, was watching Right, right. You don't know if it's a friendly meetup or a, a yeah threat to meet up. So yeah, I think it's, it's, I think we forgot something for the evidence locker. Um, it was it doesn't really go in the locker, but it's just a little food for thought. I think mm-hmm. um, Elias getting shot in the butt was very important because even they okay. said that. Yeah, like and, a revenge you know, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. It, it narrows down the suspects. I feel at least to half people right. that want they him saw, dead, not people you know the yeah. one. I saw the one defensive wound and then the I gotcha wound. And um, so, yeah, what does that, that, yeah, what does that tell you? What does that make you look for then in the case? So, I mean, because he was with the defensive wound, he, someone surprised him, you know, and then the fact that they took that other shot. Um, So, yeah, that's a good, good point to bring up as well, Pete. So, yeah, just a lot of suspicions uh, floating around. Uh, throughout episode one well probably we should talk to the chief the chief about yeah Yeah. about what's going on now of course we're not actually talking to the chief himself we're talking to the actor who plays chief irving hi this is lance reddick i play chief Irvin irving on the uh, amazon series bosh and this is the everybody counts podcast so much for for joining me this afternoon on the Everybody Counts podcast. Oh, absolutely. We talk about you often. You as an actor and your character, Steve Irving, I I mean, I just have to say up front that we're always so impressed that Irving can have a bit of a stoic presence, but it's often your character storylines that elicit such strong emotions from the fans. So it's just amazing work that you're doing. So well done. Um, and (laughs) normally uh, my co-host Jay and uh, Pete would be with me and they are just kicking themselves that they could not join us today but Jay in particular was really hoping he could be here to talk Baltimore with you Jay is from Baltimore also oh my goodness okay (laughs) he gives you a big hello and just a sort of a shout out to Jay could you tell us two of the most um, two, two nostalgic things about Baltimore and and living there that, um, growing up there that you liked the most? Oh, wow. One was, I just have this memory of my dad loving crabs. So, I, and I, ironically, I wasn't a big crab person, but okay. um, that was that was just a fun thing that we would do from time to time. We would go, I don't even remember the name of the place that we would go, but um, uh, either we would go someplace or he would, he would get a, a bunch of crabs and he liked them spicy and... Uh, Spread them all, uh, spread the newspaper out, and throw them down, and take the mallet and 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 bang them and break them open and just um, make a huge mess. Okay. So so that's one thing, and the other the other was just, it was kind of going down to the Inner Harbor, but that that was more later when I was in, in because the, the Inner Harbor was built up while I was in high school, so okay. that was more my senior year and when I would come home in college and I'd, I'd go down there with my friends. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for yeah. sharing that little bit of nostalgia with us. He'll, he'll love hearing about that, and I'm sure he can relate to uh, to both things very well. So we like to do – we're going to do a little segment now that Season 4 has started. We're going to do a segment on the podcast called The Debrief, and hopefully, you know, talking with someone on the show about a specific episode. So we're going to we've, – we've watched Episode 1. We're totally intrigued, and we're going to be um, talking about that episode this week on the podcast. So we had a few questions for you about Episode 1. So we're not – I hope I remember. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> so – but – we don't we don't know a whole lot yet because we're just on on episode one ourselves. So that's kind of the perspective we're coming from. But you you take the questions and okay. Like. Okay. So in episode one, Irving shares and you know he points out just that Harry has not had any run-ins before with Howard's Elias doesn't really have a history there, and also that the IA detectives Lincoln and Snyder had experience with the Black Guardian case. I'm wondering, are there any other reasons you could share? that Irving handpicked 
those five, Bosch, Robertson, Pierce, Snyder, and Lincoln, for the task force? Well, um, hmm. Well, as far as Bosch goes, I think he just thinks Bosch is the is the is the best person for the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really yeah. do think. Uh, I, I think he's always thought of, thought of Bosch as one of the best detectives in, on the force. And then after the way he, I mean, even the fact that he he was his go-to person when his son when his son was murdered. Right. Um, and Robertson is, you know, one of the best. I mean, it's it's arguable that he's as good a detective as Bosch is, okay. uh, even though they're constantly butting heads. Right. Um, and as far as Lincoln and Snyder go, I, I just think that because of the because of the implication that it could mm-hmm. be that it could be connected to the case to the right. to the, um, the Black Guardian case. Right. Uh, I, I think he just thought he needed to have somebody in IA on the on the on the team. Okay. Okay. And, 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 and I think, and, and Lincoln and Snyder, I think, are partners. And yeah. what, what is Irving thinking about Pierce now that he's a detective? I don't know that. I don't know that he thinks much of him. I don't. When I say that, I don't think that he thinks badly of him. But right. I don't think right. that he. I mean, he, he's he's Robinson's partner. Okay. You know. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's along along for the ride. Okay. Because you know he's still green. He's still fairly green. You know. Right. 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 Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, I suspect he's going to learn a lot this season. <laughs> um, I suspect he is too. Yeah. <laughs> Irving tells Bosch to follow the evidence and see where, just see where it leads. Can you tell us maybe if you can kind of remember back in uh, Irving's sort of mindset at that point, just after the murder, just kind of how nervous is Irving at that time with, with where the evidence might lead? You mean at the beginning? Um, at the beginning, yeah. Is it, a, is it extremely stressful, you know, thinking about the implications there? Or, yeah, just kind of... I think he's not crazy about it. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I really... I, I think he, he's... It's tricky, you know, because he's got a scene uh, in, a, in a later episode when he confronts a young activist okay. who's, 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 who's kind of spearheading, spearheading uh, protests around... Um, around the around the case and around the um, around Elias's murder, where you know she says to him, you know, you promised change, and okay. so I feel like he's kind of caught between a bit of a rock and a hard place because he wants to protect the reputation of the police department, but mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, and the thing about it, it's not just some homicide detectives. It's like it's right. robbery. It's robbery homicide. It's like the elite of the right. elite. Yeah, it's so it's it's the fact that they that they could uh, that they're implicated and they could possibly have anything mm-hmm. to do with this. Um, okay. The rock the department and it, 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 it could have some far-reaching implications. Quite frankly, Irving's job. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's what's going to mean for the city, you know, you know, because the thing that the last thing we want is to, is to have a, 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 the city erupt into riots again. And, and 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 just on a on a purely career um, level, if it if if it blows up on his watch, um, right. you know whether it's his fault or not, it's his fault. <laughs> so okay. he's mindful of that because of, because of who he is. Yeah, his job. Okay. Now yeah. uh, shifting yeah. a little bit to uh, Bradley Walker, what does Irving? Uh, what does he really think of Bradley Walker recommending? robust civilian oversight on the Elias case. Does, does this raise any additional suspicions about Walker in Irving's mind? You know, especially knowing... You mean about Walker with regard to um, Bosch's suspicions about his mother's murder or yeah. just in general? I guess it, uh, mostly about Bosch's theory about him killing his mother. Does that add any fuel to the fire or any more suspicions? It's, I mean, I think that Irving is... is, is I think he doesn't want to because of because of the political implications, but I think he can't help but take Bosch's, Bosch's suspicions seriously. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but by the same token, it's like, it's one of those things where he kind of doesn't, he, he kind of doesn't trust Bradley Walker as a human being anymore. <laughs> but oh, okay. by the same token, it's all, it's all suspicion. It's all, it's, it's all suspicion. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like he doesn't trust him, like he is an untrustworthy individual, but I have reason to question how much I can trust him. Okay. Um, and just at, at any time, you know, as a as a as a police officer and as a 
as a police commander, anytime anybody's talking about civilian oversight, it's it's it, the first your first reaction is no 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 we'll handle it. No, okay. you know? But <laughs> yeah. but the politics <laughs> is to, to protect the department. The first the first knee jerk response is to protect the department. No 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 no. I I know that stuff happened in the past, but no this time it'll be we'll handle it and it'll be a hundred percent integrity. Just, uh-huh. yeah, we don't need civilians because civilians don't know what they're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But by the same token, but you know, but he's like, it's, yeah. he's the head of the police commission, and he can't right. say no. Do you know what right. I mean? It's a little bit, just, yeah. yeah, a little more awkward <laughs> with that yeah. role. Yeah. Okay. So we we know yeah. a lot happened out of the gate in the first episode. We know that the KTK, the Koreatown killer, is still on the loose. Irving's got this new one eighty seven with yeah. life. We're curious. Is there going to be any time for? Irving to spend time with June. Is, is June going to possibly be back in the picture this season? Or can you say? We don't, you know. I mean, I don't think it's... I mean, let me put it this way. <laughs> this, this, oh, wow. Now you got me second-guessing myself further than I can say. I don't think it's... Let me put it this way. I don't think it's unreasonable to assume that we would see June again. Okay. Given okay. that how we left last season was that they're in a relationship, and it's just okay. what it is. That's they're in okay. a relationship. I, I yeah. think that's great. We, we're not looking for spoilers. We're just kind of looking for what the possibilities. Okay. Might be. Yeah. So that's perfect. That's, yeah. we'll, it's, we'll not a, it's not. It's not. It's not unreasonable to assume that that may happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I have to tell you that we've talked to a couple of your castmates already in the last few weeks, and we've been informed that you are an excellent storyteller, extremely funny. And you have, like, really impressive workout skills. So we're going to turn the tables a little bit. Who are you, who would you say is one of the funniest folks on the cast besides yourself? Wow. Um, man, everybody's funny. Amy's funny. Um, Titus is really funny. Uh, partly, but the funny thing, Titus is most funny when he does impressions. Oh, yes. Because he's, he's an extreme. He's an extraordinary mimic, <laughs> okay. um, and the you know the the best ones in his my favorite ones in his wheelhouse are uh, are Pacino and Christopher Walken. Okay, awesome. Matter of fact, I saw I saw I can't remember what the interview was, but I saw an interview that he did recently uh, yes, for promoting season the, four. And they, Daly. yeah, he did Pacino. Yes, 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 yes. yes yeah, it was, it was, it was, and and. and, yeah, <laughs> he did. I mean, I, he did Pacino like he ripped on it. I was like, wow, wow, that's scary. That's it yeah. was spooky. Yeah, he closed yeah. his eyes totally. Yeah, it was, it was, just, and it was, yeah, it was spot on. And yeah, yeah that was fantastic. Yeah. Does he ever mimic or do impressions of anyone else on the set, or is it just like other people outside? I'm sure he does me behind my back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that, but not that I have seen. Okay, you know, okay. Not that I've seen. Fantastic. Well, who's, who's got the best workout skills of, of all these folks? It sounds like you might be on top. But. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know about that. Because to, uh, you know, to, just to be in shape for, for the job, Titus uh-huh. has to be in really good shape. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and yeah. he has to has, uh, be very, very, uh, uh, very light on his feet and very athletic. Yes. I mean, I do work out a lot, and and you know, Jamie Jamie spent a lot of time with us this past season, so okay. um, he 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 was you know he was <laughs> with, with me and my wife, so um, you know he saw you know because I I work out at home, yes. so you know he see me working out, so that's kind of not a fair. He's the one who gave us the inside inside story there, yeah. So okay. But for me, it's it's it's, it's all about just kind of trying to staying in shape, and especially as I get older, and 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 and, and maintaining my energy level. Do you know what I mean? So, okay. um, doing what I, what I can to kind of maintain my levels of H, naturally my levels of HGH and and, uh-huh. um, and testosterone, and and also try trying to keep my um, my flexibility, my coordination. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, up. Yeah. Do you have to, I'm being lighthearted here, but do you have to do much to uh, keep that strong stare going as Irving, facial stare? Does that take practice or <laughs> is that just natural? 
I mean, it's, it's whenever I do a lot, you know, when I'm working on lines, I work on, I mean, ironically, I do a lot of mirror work, but it's not like because I'm practicing doing a stare. Right, right. Uh, I do a lot of mirror work just so that uh, it's it's a, it's a funny thing. I, I think it's just different with everybody. For me, if I do mirror work before I go to shoot, especially given how little rehearsal we have when we're shooting television because it moves so fast, I don't have to be. I, I'm less likely to get thrown by uh, looking at the people's eyes, and and uh, uh, you know what I mean, and and and. Yeah. Um, Absorbing their energy as a character, as opposed to being thrown by people's okay. energy as the actor. Okay, that's that's very interesting. Okay, well, we um also I we'd love for you to come back if you wanted to sometime to talk about Canal Street. And I was wondering if there's a release date yet. I not to my knowledge. I heard. I mean, it was supposed to be April, and I got pushed. I, I heard. It's, I heard it's sometime this summer, but I don't know. I, I haven't. Heard, I personally haven't heard an official release date yet. Okay. Okay. Well, you're you're all either Canal Street or the domestics. Okay. Okay. Well, you're welcome back anytime for to talk about movies, boss. Yeah. This has been very very exciting for the podcast, and thank you for your time. Um, like I said, we just oh, absolutely you're a legend for us. So um, this has been fantastic, <laughs> and we wish you all the best. Thank and you. Hope we can talk again. All right. I'm sure we will. Bye bye. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that was Lance Reddick. We uh, we asked him a few questions there about the case, uh, about the plot line, and then got a little bit of personal intel yeah. from him. Well, any any thoughts, reactions to uh, to some Good of his stuff. responses? Hello, Jay. Yeah. Talking about crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thank you, Tracy, for making sure you threw out the Baltimore thing because I was definitely bummed that I could not join for that interview. I know. Um, I know. And. Uh, I'm actually surprised, and uh, the people from Maryland that do listen to this podcast, they're going to be uh-huh. like, what? Because people from Maryland, people from Baltimore, they eat crabs. They admit to loving crabs. And he was like, eh, you know, they were okay, but <laughs> it was a thing to do with my dad. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, really that's cool. Him. It's like a sentimental thing, but you're yeah. from Baltimore. You have to like him anyway. <laughs> um, and it was just cool kind of how uh, he's talking about the Inner Harbor before it was the Inner Harbor. I mean, the Inner Harbor is a huge kind of thing. I mean, that is Baltimore right. now, ultimately. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of cool that um, he was around at that time when it wasn't what it was in uh, Baltimore. To was, see the change. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, was... the, the other thing that struck me, too, uh, with with the interview as a whole I felt like it was Chief Irving, like just very, <laughs> very intelligent, very smart, very yeah. smooth, um, yeah. where I was like, man, I think they got the right guy for the job. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? The right guy for the job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was it was fun talking to him and getting some um, some laughter and some chuckles because we don't mm-hmm. see a lot of that from Chief Irving. So... <laughs> So that was that was a lot of fun for me to to see that um, lighter side, um, and I did get a kick out of him thinking that um, that Titus Welliver probably does an impression of him behind his back. I would love I to know, know that would be amazing. We need to get Titus to do that. We, we need definitely. That we, yep. First, I want to know has he done it? You know, because he's right. Lance seems to think he has, and then yeah, I'd love to hear it. So, and, and yeah. for you guys who haven't checked out that um, Carson Daly last was it last call with Carson Daly um, interview, I posted it on the the podcast. Um, you have to; it's hilarious. He does um, an impression of Al Pacino on there, and it's it's just it's spot on and it's super funny too. The um, the things he says. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I mean, I think he had great things to say about uh, the case. I mean, he had good reasons. That for you know why Chief Irving picked those folks. Right. Uh, it was good to get his perspective that yes, he thinks Chief Irving does have suspicions about Bradley Walker. That he you know he takes he takes Bosch seriously. He's not just dismissing his suspicions. You know he's open minded that yeah. he could be. You know. So. Yeah. It was I, a, I also really got the I, I also got the feeling, and I don't even really have. Um, like a specific sentence or something that he said, but I also get the feeling that uh, Irving is maybe more complex than at least I see him. 
just the yeah, way that he kind yeah. of broke down those decisions and mm-hmm. why Irving is the way he is and, and why he's doing. I felt it felt like maybe I was as a viewer, as a fan, maybe I was missing out maybe because I, I like Chief Irving um, mm-hmm. that I didn't realize that maybe he is more actually complex than I originally thought or anticipated or see. Um, yeah. And I got that feeling just, just from him breaking down those little things. Yeah, that's a good point because he has this such a strong presence that if he tells you something, you just do it, <laughs> right. you know. <laughs> right. But yet, right. but his answers to our questions, you know, from the chief's right. perspective, were much more involved than just do this, right. what I tell you. You know, there are reasons behind it. So that that is a good, um, that is a good, um, you know, I like the way you could identify that. So that's a good point. So. All right. Well, um, anything you wanted to share, Pete, or we can move on to our tip line because we we got a couple of posts in our tip line tonight. Um, I just have one question for Jay. Um, okay. Yes. Do you eat spicy crab? <laughs> oh, good question. Do they, should they be spicy? Of course. Oh, okay. What are you, what are you, like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like so, that's not even a question. <laughs> right, dude. I'm from Baltimore. Okay. Do you know how much Old Bay seasoning or Stuff we put oh. on those crabs, it, you don't mess with that. I need to find out yeah. more. I need to find out more about spicy crabs. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. You've never had one of these? Not a spicy crab. I've had regular crab. You're talking <laughs> about like crab legs, right? You're talking about like crab legs? Yeah. yeah not okay. really oh, dude, good no. stuff. Like, no, 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 no. no. The stuff my man Lance is talking about is not a <laughs> crab leg, dude. We're talking about the real deal crab, the good stuff. Okay. okay. We'll take it off air. You have to come down and visit me. I will get you some crabs, and you'll you'll never think of crabs the same again. You can thank Lance for that. There you I go. Like Question answered. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's yeah, let's hit up our tip line and see what what came through for the evening. Of course, we heard from Sharon. Sharon always has some some opinions and mm-hmm. is, is willing to share them. So. Oh, I said share them. That almost sounded like Sharon. Um, okay, <laughs> I digress. Um, she, Jay, you guys are a little bit in tune there because she said she's instantly curious about Kaplan, uh, the associate attorney that you mentioned, and the role he will play this season. And uh, mm-hmm. she put a little emoji that looks like she's kind of suspicious of him. So I think you guys are, are both wondering about yep. that. Um, she says she loves how Pierce um, fits into the task force so far as the attempted rule follower and of course with the Merce, yeah, you know, the the, the man purse <laughs> from last year. He's never gonna shake that, the man purse. Oh, purse. That's too um, funny. But yeah. yeah, Dewan Johnson who plays Pierce uh kind of ribbed her a little bit about it because she said so far he's attempting <laughs> to be the rule follower. He's like, What are you talking about? You know, do you think I'm not gonna remain, you know, on the straight and narrow? So that was kind of funny. But um so she's enjoying uh, Pierce's role so far. And, uh, oh, she loved the line <laughs> where um, Chief Irving tells Harry, you have a history with the world. That that was pretty spot on. Which kind of leads me into our, our next. Uh, we got some feedback from a sister teacher on Twitter. And uh, she sent us an email. And she liked that line too, but she was struck by the fact that, yeah, he does have a history with the world, but not with one person, Howard Elias. <laughs> you know, it seems like he's had a run in with everybody, but this guy, um, which is kind of curious, you know, that so many people have, and he, you know, having a history with, with the world and with so many doesn't. So right. yeah, that is, that is curious. Um, she said, uh, with Bosch deciding to split up the IA people and Snyder being partnered with him, uh, she uh, she felt there was a cold vibe, um, and uh, she was a bit annoyed at how limited her participation in the investigation was. Um, she uh, so that just really stood out to her. And we you know and we know there's that history with the 128 complaint, but yeah, it is pretty obvious that he's kind of pushing her aside to the, the lighter nah, duty tasks. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he, no, he says right out that he doesn't to, trust them. No. He tells Robertson yeah, he's, he's got to put them up. Finding important things for them to work on. 
you know, like projects within the project, you know. Okay, no task. I would imagine that no task in an investigation (laughs) is too small. You know, there are, what is it, there are no smart parts, only small actors or whatever. So it's all important. I get that. But he is selectively choosing the lower profile tasks for them um, and kind of keeping them at bay. He's just not, he's not letting them get very close at this point. So, all right. I mean, I'm right. What can I say? Um, and she was also she pointed out, and this I, I have to agree with her here. It was it was hard seeing Bosch and Snyder go to the door with um, the the wife of Howard and his son. First of all, it's just a horribly sad thing to make, yes. but then to find yes. out that they'd been receiving those phone calls. I mean, terrible. Now that could be some evidence terrible. there if they can get a track of those well, sure. calls. Yeah, because um, yeah. those were that was just so, you know. I, I mean, I can't even think of the word. Just, I mean, the lowest of yeah. lows to to yeah. say those things um, on the phone about his dad. Yeah, I can't imagine. So, yeah. So, and and you know, and she said Bosch was being himself, and he did all he could do to assure them that he would do his job. But you know, right up front, the the son, just like we saw in the right. trailers, was like, "No, a cop did this," you know. And uh, Bosch is he's doing his darndest to to keep it all separate. A cop is a cop and a killer is a killer and they, they're not, they can't be the same. So, um, so we appreciate those thoughts from everyone. Keep them coming. And um, yeah, we, we like getting everyone's perspective. That's the name. Everybody counts. So anything else from you guys before we wrap it up tonight? Excellent beginning to season four. Glad it's here. Yeah. Yeah. They packed um, a lot into the first episode. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, they they said it up well, but what's going to mm-hmm. happen is um, they're on every podcast of the episode. I am not going to come up with a trivia question to try to stump oh, the co-host. Oh, that's right. Hit and me up. If you guys get it right, it'll be Ray Harden next week. If you get it wrong, it will be nice and easy next week. So, Tracy, um, let's mess it up on purpose. Seat. We're on the hot let's seat before we leave for tonight. Like I said, it's not really part of the main storyline, but it's one of those Tracy trivia questions because it's really hard. So I'm going to ask this question and see who's really watching the episode and paying attention. I bet right? Sharon would um, know. Let me let me call Sharon. Yeah, can Hold we up. get can we call a friend? <laughs> Phone a friend with Sharon. No friends, there's two of you. If you two can't figure it out, then I'll, listen. Okay. If you can't get it right away, I'll give you both oh, the choice. We got, got each other. Yep. Oh, All right, boy. here we go. You ready? Yes. Okay. How much did Lincoln's sister charge her to babysit? Oh, I wasn't it a hundred dollars. Wasn't it? $100? You got it. See, it's got to be ten times harder next week. <laughs> oh, good job, Jay. I remember the conversation. Ooh. I remember laughing at Ooh. it, but I didn't remember the amount. So that's awesome. Hundred dollars. Very good. All right. They so, got it quick. Jay, maybe you shouldn't have answered so quickly because he's I know, really. I should have been like. Hmm, <laughs> I should have played it off like. Let me see. Hold on. Twenty. Yeah. No. Should have struggled 40, a little bit. Fifty-eight seventy-five. Oh, next week. No. <laughs> Next week is going to be like, what color are the stripes in this guy's suit? <laughs> oh, glory. Well, I will, I'll promise to keep my eyes peeled. I can do that much. Well, thanks for talking about episode one with me, guys. And Always I look fun. forward to next week. And uh, you guys, you can write us uh, throughout the week, Bosch at so many shows.com. Tell us what you thought of the podcast. Tell us yeah. what you think about episode two. And uh, maybe we'll share that on our tip line next week so love it thanks everybody thanks lance reddick yeah thanks lance Good thanks night. everybody bye-bye bye see ya team jagger bye